On this week's episode, Lee Griffin explains how air traffic control treats pilots like Pavlo treated his dogs. But what you want when you are getting all of this stuff, all this information thrown at you when you're getting your clearance, what you want to hear is you're cleared as filed. That is your reward for doing a little bit of homework, a little bit of pre-fight planning, and filing a preferred route. Scott Boris inspires the next generation of aviators. If you can drive there, you should probably just drive instead. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Farin Podcast, spreading the love of aviation. Yeah. And I call out Lee Griffin on his slanderous lies against Scott and I. So no, let me get this straight. You were, uh, you were flying with a student. Yes. And then Scott and I went up in our planes. Yes. And found you. Trying to teach a student we're jackasses? Yes. I don't know. No. No way. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of the Far Aim Podcast. Today we're covering 91.173 ATC clearance and flight plan required. Now, I just want to say real quick, Rob. I wish you would introduce us again, like you used to. Our our names are on the on the thing. I could we could though. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you stopped. Yeah, we all want to be we all want to be famous. What, Rob, not just yeah. You. What focus group did did you pull? I don't name drop my name when I open up. Like where the fuck? Okay, I'm Robert Berger. You're one of your hosts. Um, the one bringing up the nuances is Lee Griffin, and then uh, Mr. Beer Pyramid himself, uh, Scott <laughs> Boris, has joined us this evening, as usual. Beer Pyramid. Is that uh, is that is this sufficient that's, introduction? Yeah, I believe, I believe it's All called right. a pyramid. A pyramid. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Mr. Pyramid. Beer Pyramid. Who goes with Beer know. Pyramid? Everybody knows it's a pyramid. <laughs> Learning something new every day on the show. All right, so this is this regulation's very very short, uh, and we're trying to make a short episode because Lee and Scott have to go to bed in the next twenty right. minutes because it's uh, almost right. it's almost eight p.m. and <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Uh, We'll just read, I'm just going to knock it out real quick. Uh, no person may operate an aircraft in controlled airspace under IFR unless that person has A, filed an IFR flight plan, and B, received an appropriate ATC clearance. All right, this is it's going to be an inquisition of Mr. Griffin today. Uh, word of the last couple weeks of podcasts. Because, um, yes, I... Haven't done. I haven't dealt with this since I got my instrument rating when I was a senior in high school. So, how old? How old were we, Scott? When we did the instrument stuff. Mm, probably, we probably graduated. No, because I'm thinking of we were, we were probably working on it in high school, but I don't think I know that I didn't take the instrument written until after I graduated. I know I was graduated when I took the instrument. Written. You might have been a little ahead of me on that. But okay, because yeah, I'm thinking of who I was dating while I was doing this, and it was would have been senior year. Yeah. That's how I'm remembering it. So I think I did the senior year. Um, yeah, haven't done it in a while. Um, so Lee, no, you a... apparently, <laughs> Lee, you. <laughs> So sad. Um, <laughs> Lee, you have to file an, a flight plan for IFR. Walk us through that, because Scott and I have no clue. Yeah. Um. I so think yeah, you. Did, I mean, go ahead. you just you just don't do it, right? You just. Well, no, you just don't fly IFR at all, right? You we're not talking about flight. Pl- we're not talking about flight plan. We're talking about Wait. IFR flight plans, Scott. Basically, if you don't have five miles of visibility, you probably shouldn't fly anyway. Oh. Wait, when did your minimums go so low? I was going to say, wow. Well, it depends That's on where you're going. If you're going risky to like, advice, Scott. Very well, risky. If you're going cloud, to like, are there clouds in the sky? Listen, let me explain. Let me explain. If you're going to like something that's like five, ten miles away to get fuel, you can fly with five miles. But if you're going like, Wait. If you're going like 20 miles away, 
you're probably going to want 20 miles visibility. Is there clouds? <laughs> why Why did we even bring the airplane out of the hangar? Well, probably shouldn't. Just because why? Is- why bother? <laughs> like, if you can drive there, you should probably just drive instead. <laughs> oh, God. Honestly. Uh, far aim podcast spreading the love of aviation yeah do airplanes so so ifr you got a file it's part of the deal obviously the airplane has to be instrument rated you've got to be instrument rating um and everything current and t's dotted and i's crossed yes um yeah it's like how how does that do work online now? You used to have to call in and do it. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. We do everything with flightplan.com. Okay. They send me emails almost yeah. every every week, and I don't I even know how I'm on their list. I don't you must have done something a long time ago. But yeah, I mean it's it's super con- I mean it's super easy, convenient. I mean you still have to do a fair amount of like flight planning. It doesn't I mean, but some of it is it doesn't make it more convenient. But yeah, that's what we use is flightplan.com. Um, so, I mean, for a lot of people, they've heard about a, a VFR flight plan, you know, doing their private and like their more uh, student pilot stuff. And really after that, you're not really going to use it anymore. It's a useful skill to know, but it's not super practical. I mean, yeah, I get a weather briefing and a lot of stuff that we talk about consistently here. Do all your pre-flight planning for sure. Um, but filing a flight plan is... I mean, I, 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 I don't think that that really gives you that much more margin of safety, which I think is the concept. Don't, VFR? When you, when, yeah, VFR. I mean, I, I've never, I've never filed a VFR yeah, flight plan no. in my life. We, I went over it with students, well, and we, we sure practiced how to do it. Kept. I don't think we actually did it. it it's incredible. It's a yeah. huge pain in the butt because you got to get really high to talk to anybody on the radio and open it and stuff like that. It's, it's very odd and cumbersome. Um, but for IFR, it's mandatory if you're operating controlled airspace, which is the point. So we're used to it being optional in VFR and on good in good weather days and all that good stuff. And it's not super practical. It is mandatory because you are the weather is low, the weather is bad, and you're going to be operating controlled airspace where ATC has jurisdiction. So they need to know all the particulars about the flight that you plan to conduct and they have to grant you clearance to conduct it, which is the number two thing on this page. So you're there. You're only doing what they're allowing you to do basically, but in order for them to allow you to do it, they need to know what you are proposing is the bottom line. Okay. So we're getting our instrument rating. We already got it. We already got the instrument rating. Did we get it? I didn't actually get mine though. You so, didn't know. Um, and you got the 172 the I recommended. The That's the written. It's expired now, so it doesn't count. I, know. Last, I think it lasts 90 days. You have to take the 24 calendar months. 24 dude. calendar months. Oh, is it really? Two years? Yes. Yeah. No, 24 well, calendar months, sir. Well, Which okay. could be more. Don't make us say it US. again. But that's, well, it's definitely expired by now, but that's longer than I thought it lasted. Yeah, yeah, 24 counter months. I got an 89% okay, on the written. Oh. oh, wow. That's better than me. Really? That's impressive, Scott. Maybe you should. Can you teach this then? Yeah. As we go forward? Take no. it away. No. No, I, I um, kind of I just studied like right before the test. Like, what are those sites where you can find like the questions they actually ask on the test? And I just reviewed those. And FA doesn't release them anymore like back when in the day. Oh. Well, you like should you could get like King or Sporties. They would give you like the. Yeah, you could get the actual database yeah, questions, yeah. And, like study the, for the test using That's the all I did. questions they give you. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. The FAA no? stopped giving out those those uh, questions, um, which means none of us three people Probably would be pilots. pilots uh, oh yeah, haven't they heard we, of the Freedom of Information Act? <laughs> right, they should have to release so, that stuff. Seriously. Um, so you bought the 172 and now we're going to go on an IFR flight. Lee, what inform or Scott, since you got an 87%, um, what information do we need to have prepared before 
we sit down to fill out our flight plan? Absolutely nothing. Just wing it. Throw in some numbers. Throw in some numbers. Nobody cares. Nobody's actually going to read it. If it's a course or direction, make sure the number's less than 360. Yeah, just make sure that it's in the same general direction that you're going. It doesn't have to be that accurate. Oh, well, Rob was going to even a little bit. (laughs) Make sure it's less than 360. (laughs) Well... Yeah, I mean, honestly, computer's probably the computer's probably not going to accept it. Yeah, might not anything higher than that for the direction stuff. Remember that one time you guys were out, and I, I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was flying an airplane and with a student or something. You guys were both out, and you guys were making up like I'm landing, I'm on final for runway three seven, and all. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, like you were trying to this, get me to. This sounds so, like something. Sounds so, like, like something we do, do, but I don't remember. <laughs> So no, let me get this straight. You were uh, you were flying with a student. Yes. And then Scott and I went up in our planes. Yes. And found you trying to teach a student were jackasses. Yes. I don't know. No. No way. Yeah. And that's like the moment where it's like, okay, listen to these guys, listen very closely, and don't do anything they're saying. Rob, do you remember the day that I had to do my flight review, and we found a certain instructor that was willing to do my flight review and we just like flew around and we, <laughs> we might have, like, was that, I think that was the day that Lee's talking about. <laughs> you, it was the CFI at the time where we were working. It was like, <laughs> None of you, like none of your buddies, were CFIs yet to like go do it with you. No, so you yeah. like had you like had to go I with had somebody. To find who wasn't. Somebody, but he, yeah, yeah. And you just like you explained to him the entire time how the flight review is going to go <laughs> yeah, yeah. instead like, of the other way around. You're going to fly around and you're going to sign me off. And that's like <laughs> you took like like they wasn't there. What was the wording when? We went through CFI training, Lee. Like you got to kind of control the situation. It wasn't word like that, but it was something along those lines. They teach you in CFI yeah. stuff. The this individual who gave Scott that particular flight review just totally lost control of the situation the moment Scott took the plane off. Yeah, it was probably before that because you need an hour of ground. How did the hour of I ground go? In the right seat the whole time. Why? Because the window on the left side opened up all the way and he wanted to take pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait. So- the little hinge was broken on the on the left seat. Also oh, ground so, it. Ground so the window, it. So the window would open up all the way. And on the right seat, the, the hinge was still attached. So we switched. And I did my flight review in the right seat. So legal? let me get the... I forgot that that was your flight review. Yeah. Is that the one where I give all of the photos of my plane over the island, Lake Erie Islands in Cedar Point? Yeah. And then the um, we got a bunch of shots um, of the family's, the fountain, the speedboat? No, that was a different flight because I was by myself okay. that time. And you called over the radio. It was like right after 9-11. Well, not right after, but like, you know, probably like a few years after 9-11. You're like... Is that the boat we're targeting? And I'm like, I remember you called over the radio. I'm like, I, I said, I think that's them down there. And you're like, yeah, I think that's the boat we're targeting. I'm like, probably shouldn't say targeting on the radio. <laughs> that's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. That's a great flight review. What yeah. what, are we, what are we talking about this episode? I don't um, IFR. What information oh, but, do we uh, need? Flight plans. Yeah. What information do we need to have? Lee, let me be specific of who I want to answer this now. Lee, what information do we need to like gather before we sit down to fill out the IFR flight plan? Um, on an IFR flight plan, like stuff that you're not going to have readily available that you'll, you'll want to do some pre-flight planning to answer the questions. They're going to ask you about what is your, um, how much fuel do you have on board? Basically, what is the endurance of the airplane? How much fuel will you have on board? 
how far or how long will you be able to stay in the air? That's what endurance is. You'll need to know that number off the top of your head, um, or you'll have to have done the planning because in, in certain airplanes, you're not always going to top off. You know, you're you're either going to take people, bags, or fuel. So it depends on what your mission is, um, what you're choosing to do. So you may have an airplane that has uh, a full fuel endurance of four hours and thirty minutes. But you're only taking two and a half hours of fuel, and that that works. So that that needs to be something you have calculated, figured out. So that's going to take some pre-flight planning. Your route is is really the next big one. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff. Propo- um, estimated time of departure, number of souls on board, uh, the type of aircraft, of course, the call signs and the end number. In our case, here in in uh, the registration number here in the U.S. Um, uh, like I said, the endurance. The uh, route uh, are the big ones. I might be uh, missing. Um, I might be missing. Oh, a true airspeed, true airspeed, and that comes in. You know, if if you uh, you're gonna guess your true airspeed um, pretty closely um, because it's in in um, in lighter piston airplanes, you're always flying in a similar altitude range. You know, for cross countries, so you're always gonna pretty much have very very similar true airspeed numbers. Uh, where, you know, in like a, a, a transport category jet, you know, if you're flying at 43,000 feet on one flight and you're flying at 23,000 feet on another flight, you're going to have vastly different true airspeed numbers just due to the aerodynamics uh, and performance stuff that happens with, with climbing in a higher altitude. So, but in a piston, a light piston, a 172, for example, you're going to always file probably like 125 or 120, 120 knots uh, true airspeed. Um, that's for ATC to know. Uh, if, if your uh, true airspeed varies from that number by uh, 10% or 5% or 10 knots, whichever is greater, that is a mandatory uh, report to air traffic control. Uh, just like a side note there. Um, so some of those things that you put on there, you're kind of responsible for. Um, if you need an alternate, which is, you know, another IFR instrument, uh, instrument flight rules concept, uh, it's nice to have, if you're flying VFR, have an exit plan, go somewhere if you can't get into your primary airport. Um, but it's required for IFR stuff under certain conditions. So we can talk about that if you want, but, um, that's really all that's coming to me off the top of my head. Um, there's there's route information that was always what i, I said confused. Route. yeah what like to get into it a little more that always confused oh. me like making out the route for ifr flying yeah so on a route uh depends if you're going to some of the more popular uh destinations busier airports some of the uh, class bravo or very busy class charlie airports which we've covered in previous episodes um you can go into the airport facility directory. Uh, oh, you're not. Yeah. Not, yeah. The airport facility directory. And you can find what are called or some publication. I want to say it's that, but maybe I'm wrong. And, but you can find uh, what are called um, ATC air traffic control preferred routing. So like, let's say for example, you're going Cleveland, like for us to Boston, they you can look in the back, you can look and find Cleveland to Boston, and it'll tell you exactly what air traffic control wants you to file. That's the route that they want to give you, and that you can file whatever you want, and that's true of going anywhere. But ATC can when you go to get your clearance, which may be new to a newer IFR pilot, when you go to get your clearance, you can file whatever you want, but when they give you your clearance. They're going to say, hey, you're cleared to, in this for my scenario here, you're cleared to Boston via this departure procedure. And then these fixes, meaning, you know, points along the way, and then this arrival into Boston. And you're like, well, I didn't file that. And that's what you're thinking. And they're thinking, well, if you would look at the preferred routing, you'd know that that's not what we wanted you to file. So if you do your pre-flight planning, proper pre-flight planning, look up the preferred route and put in what they want, you can make some minor modification. You might get away with it. That might be fine. But what you want when you are getting all of this stuff, all this information thrown at you when you're getting your clearance, 
what you want to hear is you're cleared as filed. That is your reward for doing a little bit of homework, a little bit of pre-fight planning, and filing a preferred route. It might not be ideal for you. It might add some distance, you know, because you're not going 100% straight line. But when you're copying a clearance and you've done your homework, you want to hear cleared as filed. In a perfect world, you get it all the time, even when you do your homework, but that's not the real world. Um, you know, they can make amendments, whether uh, I can't really think of too much else, but weather is a big one. Some, you know, seasonal routes sometimes, like in the summer, when we go to Florida, we'll have totally different routes than we will in the winter, just because of the amount of traffic. Really? So, yeah, I mean, that's routing. I don't know if you have specific questions on routing or not, but. No, it's preferred kind of, routing. You can look it up and see what ATC wants out of you. A four flight now, I believe, will help you tremendously with just the routing. Uh, yeah. From what In I what remember, way? um, I I had never dealt dabbled in it too deeply, but I believe they like the routes. Like it basically does everything for you, including finding the preferred routes. So that's kind okay. of under it's kind of under the umbrella that Scott always talks about of it just does everything for you. Right. Yeah. I don't know where that function is. Um yeah, I mean we use flightplan.com and I you know I'll go to Forflight and I will look at like let's say I'm going somewhere that there is not really any maybe somebody's done it before like in flightplan.com they store routes. And so even if somebody hasn't flown that route since 2010, which is 10 years ago today, um, they'll still be in there. But it doesn't necessarily make any sense. It could be an obsolete arrival or departure, or maybe that VOR is not even there anymore or something like that. Um, and, I, and I'll cross-check some of those sometimes because it tells you the last date it was filed and all kinds of stuff. But Or maybe there's nothing at all. Maybe you're going to between two points that nobody has ever filed IFR to do before. Um, in that case, you know, you're kind of left to your own devices to kind of plan it as efficiently as possible. Um, and I'll use ForeFlight to kind of back it up, like what makes the most sense and kind of piecemeal something together. And if and if that's the case where it's two points where people, it's not common for people to go between, they're probably going to give you whatever you filed. Like obviously you use flightplan.com at work, but when you're teaching someone as a double I, this stuff where do you where how do you how do you teach them like if you were teaching somebody in like an archer like what would the process look like so i would have them chance they already they already have it just because so many private pilots are already so like into four flight it was an after it came after i was through those stages so it's not become something i've relied on i use a little bit more for now like weather watching weather but it's you know six minute old nine minute old whatever weather so it's not real time you know i use the onboard radar the most but that uh, but that is my main use for for flight is the weather aspect but um when i'm teaching a student back it up with uh for flight i hate to say it so you and do flight use plan What's that? You do use for flight? Yeah, a little. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, you used to be kind of anti for flight. I, I am anti for flight. Everybody like because they. I didn't learn that way, and it's just like, oh my god, for flight has everything, and they just go it to it for. And I don't want to say like, why am I trying to make it harder on myself? But I don't know. I, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just I kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to say old school, but it it that's one hundred percent how I would describe it. You're just you're old school like that. Yeah, I mean, I I guess. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, for for teaching somebody today, file flight plans on flightplan.com because I don't even know how to file them on ForeFlight. I know there's a way. I think there's a way, but I don't know how to do it. I would use it for your pre-flight planning, and that's what I use ForeFlight for. Back when and we were I doing, do, back when I was learning, like. The way we did it was you call in. That, that's a pain. To file a flight plan. Yeah. Yeah. 1-800-WX-BRIEF. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember the number. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That is it. Yep. 
yeah, one eight hundred W. It's got to be so much easier now that you can just do it online. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, do your pre-flight planning and then um, jump on uh, jump on flightplan.com to actually file it, and you're good. I had um, the flight school. I drove by it as I haven't rented a plane there for a while, and I drove by it the other day, and it's a totally different name on the building now. So I don't know if he's still there um, at North County Airport. It used to be Platinum Aviation, something new now at Fox. F-45, Foxtrot 45, Palm Beach County. And uh, at Platinum, I assume he's still, I don't know, it was a retired Italian airline captain named Stefano. And I did a bunch of instrument My stuff with him Dennis. a couple of years ago. My Dennis was what? named Stefano. Yeah? That's interesting. Sorry, that's, related. That's, not, that's not really related <laughs> to the show. You can edit this out. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> just popped in my head real quick, and I had to say it. I, I love lamps. She she, she okay. sucks. I love the lamp. Um, the hygienist sucked. My... Is that what you said? No, no, no. The dentist sucked. Um, well, I don't know if she sucked, but like all my teeth that got fixed had to get refixed. It's it not very, not very cheap at all. Anyway. I was going through some IFR stuff a couple of years ago, kind of refresher. And I used ForeFlight for the first time to like, we never, we didn't actually hit submit. We may have, because you don't have to actually pick up the flight plan, do you? If you don't pick it up, it just like expires like a half hour yeah. after your time, rightly. So Two I hours. think, we, okay. So we sent it through, I think. And it was, it was a brain dead easy process using ForeFlight. Okay. I couldn't walk you through the steps now because it's been a little while since I used it, but it was like, like it made me want to like get back into IFR flying because that was one of the things I hated the most was the uh, the like the flight plan and all that stuff, and the four flight just made it so easy. Yeah, I mean we can't use it because we have like a corporate account through flightplan.com, so yeah. like I don't even have personal access to the flightplan.com because the airplanes like I don't have my own user profile. It's an airplane profile, and then all of us pilots in my aircraft, my aircraft fleet, we all share it basically. Okay. So, like, flightplan.com is my own. Um, I know, you're, I know you're talking about four flight, but as far as flightplan.com for filing goes, um, it's an air, airplane profile. So, if I wanted to use four flight for that purpose, I couldn't even do it anyways. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just shedding some light on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, my experience was it was just incredible. Um, There's a lot to be said for like one stop shopping. You navigate you you pre flight plan with it. You file on it. You navigate with it. I get it. That's why Scott doesn't know how to fly without it anymore. Right? No. Oh, that makes me. I don't. Sick. I don't bother to. No, actually, I haven't redo my four flight. It's probably been a year since it's expired. Because I only renew it if I'm going somewhere. Like the last time I renewed it was when you and I flew to Indiana. Um, Two summers ago. Yeah, that was the last time I renewed it. Because I don't okay. use it unless I'm actually going somewhere. Yeah, other than like the Lake Erie Islands or. Right, yeah, like I'll fly to Kelly's Island or something. Or fly to Norwalk to get fuel, but that's about the furthest I fly. I just typically just fly around for fun. I take the kid yeah. up or something, or the wife and I will cruise around. No, last time I renewed it was when I was going over that stuff with Stefano. Yeah. If you have the trained, dentist? The dentist? Not, no, the, the flight instructor, not she to takes, be confused she does with take her boat. Dentist. She does take her boat to Kelly's Island or Putin Bay a lot. So, this is a female dentist named Stefano. Yeah. Wow, the yeah. plot thickens. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a. She's she's married, so a gender neutral name. Yeah. It's. I think it's a last name. It's her first name. Her it's first her last name, is, name. Her first name is Lata. Jeez, okay. get your shit together, Rob. Okay, yeah. Stefano is yeah. is this gentleman's first name? No. Well, you didn't make that clear you know. when you were talking about it. Rob, I apologize. I haven't been to her in like two years because, or three years, because she always tells me there's something wrong with my teeth. And then, like, $2,000 later, I leave. So (laughs) I stopped going. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> don't want to spend that money. Nope. Um, Next, are flying in four flight. Why don't we just make this the four flight episode? Well, we, we could. Yeah. We got four flight. We got yeah. like forty minutes left. I think. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't think we have that much time. Or twenty, I meant. We're forty. We're forty in. <laughs> we're forty. Yeah. In. We got. We got twenty. Minutes. Twelve. Yeah. And see, it's. I will it's be past. in bed. I will be in bed at eleven. Regardless of what anybody else thinks. Okay. Um, where is this going? Uh, I'm going to have to come up with a new title because I don't think we've covered what we said we were going to cover at the start. No, uh, no we've sufficiently all. covered the flight planning. Okay. I have okay, so, file a plan and get a clearance before you take off. Okay, let's okay Basically. receive an appropriate ATC clearance. Let's yes. walk through. That's a, that's a good... I wanted to pick this up before we wrapped it up. Um, wrap it up. Picking up your IFR flight plan, like how does that work? Like obviously that's radio communication. Give us the overview, Lee, and then I'll I'll begin the inquisition of details. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait. There's a, a several scenarios that can kind of play themselves out depending on what's going on. So yes, if you file an IFR, that's instrument flight rules. That doesn't necessarily mean it can be a crystal clear sunny day out, which it is most of the time. So you can file an IFR and still fly on a visual meteorological conditions day, VMC. So that is common, and it kind of exempts you and makes your workload a bit, little bit lighter because now air traffic control is providing separation between aircraft and you can you don't have to worry about you know like we've talked a lot about with scott he's afraid of circles on the sectional if right. you file ifr out of those circles basically just disappear they don't matter to you anymore your ifr you're you know under instrument flight rules yeah but then so you, those, you can't claim this ifr certified what if you fly on an ifr flight plan you have to be in a plane that's ifr certified right yeah Yes. Okay. Well, that's and you as a pilot have to be IFR certified. Yeah. So that just makes it even way more complicated. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, this isn't for Scott. I mean, flying really is just not for Scott. Let's just (laughs) throw that out there. Whatever. I fly all the time. (laughs) I fly more than Rob does, anyway. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Last. Lately. Last couple of years, yeah. Not not long term, but in the last couple of years, I've definitely flown more than you. How many hours do you have total? Do you know, Scott? I don't know. It's, oh, I love this it, game. It's play rough, this game. Roughly around 300. Okay. I, Lee's going to trump it, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'm, Lee's around, got I, more than us. I'm right about five now. Yeah. 5,000? No, not oh. Lee. Lee just. <laughs> We'll yeah. get it out of your system yeah. so we can move I'm on. I'm good. I'm moving my got? logbook. What, do you, what do you got, even... Lee? What do you got, Lee? Uh, my last logbook update, which oh, this will be this will be fun. I'm glad you guys are along for the along with me for for this this little journey here. Oh. My last logbook I put in was seven, uh, July second of 2020, and at that point in time, I had six thousand two hundred eighty nine hours. There's a there's a pilot I know in Sandusky who's like he's really good. He's flown a lot, flown like probably more hours than anybody I know. He's um, a, little, a little bit older than you, but how many hours do you think he has? I don't even know. No, he's got more, to, more or less than you. I need to look up. I would degree. imagine we're I'm 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 probably in the lead. I would assume. Really. But I have no idea. I have no idea. How many hours fly? Seven hundred hours a year. My dad. Yeah. I mean, he's probably at twenty-eight thousand. Yeah. He's still flying. I feel like it'd be more. Yeah. Yeah, he's still flying. Anyway. um, So okay, so there's several ways this can play out. You can go fly. You can file IFR in VMC. So a clear picture, a clear sunny day. You can do that and exempt you from some rules. And Scott so eloquently stated, yeah, it puts a little, you know, you got to have an IFR plane. You have to have an instrument rating, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But let's assume that you have those. This is kind of more boiling down to um, what makes more sense to, to, to do. Uh, if, if you fly a lot, what makes more sense to do? If you fly a lot, you probably have an instrument rating already. Or you should seriously consider getting one. So that's scenario one that could play out. 
scenario two that could play out is you're taking off, you're filing IFR and you're taking off into IMC, instrument meteorological conditions. So that's kind of generally considered, you know, when the weather is like 800 foot ceiling and two miles of visibility. So kind of the general VFR minimums, you know, for taking off and landing controlled airspace, which we've covered before, is a thousand feet ceiling and three miles of visibility. So just think like one tier less than that. If a thousand, 800 would be the next tier. And then is 200 foot increments. And then if you're thinking about uh, visibility, it's one mile increments. So you're going from three miles to two miles. So 802 is kind of your IFR threshold, if you will. Um, can you legally fly VFR in some scenarios with that? Yes, you can. We talk about it all the time. A mile clear clouds. That's legal VFR in class G. But for the most part, um, 802 is kind of generally accepted. Um, any, I mean, really anything less than a thousand and a thousand feet ceiling and three miles of visibility can be considered IFR. Um, so yeah, so you can file IFR and take off into IMC, which is like I just described. Um, so that's, those, those are kind of the two big ones, but then you can have some minor ones where you take off, you file IFR and you take off VFR in vmc and then get your clearance in the air there may be some other little ones but those are really the three big ones and that one makes it kind of weird um that last one i just described it's good weather so you take out you file ifr you take off vfr and then you get your clearance in the air um this is pertinent when you're going to smaller airports that are further away from big airports where you can't get your clearance on the ground very easy um, we do this occasionally. Um, you know, just blast off, set a set a high altitude. You know, climbed up. You know, you can legally climb VFR up to seventeen thousand five hundred. Set something ten thousand. You know, for 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 jets. You know, set ten thousand. You know, if you're in a one seventy two, climb up to three thousand thirty five hundred feet, forty five hundred feet. Get your clearance in the air. Okay, so. Let's do a couple scenarios here. We're in our 172. We just took off of Kelly's Island. We want to get IFR to... Where, where, where do we want to get IFR to? West Palm. West Palm. <laughs> I think you're probably gonna, running out of fuel. It's going to be a long day. Um, yeah. So we're so trying to... Say you're going from, let's happen. say you're going from the that island... will happen one day. Let's say you're going from the island to... Huron, but it's foggy as hell. It doesn't doesn't matter. That's a fine example, Scott. Keep that in mind. I just want to continue on my train of thought before I it lose sucked, it. It sucked, Scott. It sucked. Don't don't bring it up again. You okay. know what, Lee? Nobody wants to hear from you, so maybe so, you should just be quiet until we ask you to talk. So, <laughs> you're only good. You're only good for information. Like, if Lee, we know, if we need to know something, we'll ask you. <laughs> Okay, this is something we need to know, though. So, um, okay, well, I guess we can ask. If, Lee. So we're, you're taking out an eight nine delta. Askley.com. Kelly's Island. Yeah. Um, ask. No. It's um, like that old, that old site. Askjeeves.com is askley.com. When now I'm gonna have to register that if it's not available <laughs> or edit this out. Um, it's gonna be like the the. Uh, the general, like, well-known aviation, like, if you have a question about aviation, AskLee.com should be, like, the Google.com of aviation. Yeah. Anyway. So Edit we, that we all took, out. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> you guys. It's a great thought. Now, I mean, whatever. How do we make money with it? This is LeeGriffing.com. Anyways. Anyway, took off from Kelly's. Okay, you need to pick up your IFR clearance through West Palm in your 172. And uh, apparently there's a ripping wind out of the north. Um, so what's that call? And when does that call happen? And you, who are you, uh, and who you, are you filed calling? IFR and everything? Filed IFR. So, I mean, you kind of got to know, you know, you flew the airplane in there more than likely. You know, 99.9% .9 chance that you flew that airplane into that airport. 
So you kind of have the somewhat the lay of the land ahead of time because you just you brought the airplane there, so you know what's around. Um, so in this case, you've done your pre-flight planning. You know that your controlling agency, your you know who has jurisdiction, is Cleveland in this case. Um, and so you you need to think about okay. I'm not going to be able to talk to them on the ground. They're 60 miles away, 50 miles away. So I'm going to have to get clearance to go to leave, to take off in the air. If it, if it's a VFR, if it's a VFR day. Yeah. Um, so if it's a VFR day, you're going to have to call them in the air. If it is a uh, foggy day, let's say you're on the ground at Kelly's foggy there. So now what do you do? You can't you can't talk to them on the ground. You know you're too low. The radio, the frequency would never never work. So you call a flight service, you know, maybe 1-800-W-Brief. And I haven't done this in a long time, so this is kind of the maybe the um, some bad information. But call flight service. I will use that term generically. You call flight service. I know that much is correct. And they can get you your clearance through Cleveland the controlling agency in this case is Cleveland approach. Um, and they can give you clearance to take off. So they will say, you know, uh, Cessna so-and-so cause we're in a 172 or Skyhawk so-and-so. Um, you're cleared to the West Palm beach international airport via, you know, radar vectors, this fix, then, you know, whatever as filed climb, maintain 3000 expect 6,000, one zero minutes after departure, departure frequency is one two six point three five squawk five three seven seven or something. All of that is something. I'm just making things up. So that that's that's a day where it was too bad for you to just take off because as soon as you take off, you get seven hundred feet above the ground. You're in class E airspace, which is controlled. So that would be med make you illegal. So you can't just take off. But you can't get them on the ground. So you call, you use your telephone, your cell phone, and uh, get all that get all that information from them. They will kind of act as like a, a go-between for you to talk to Cleveland on a bad weather day. Okay. And then they'll give you a hold for release time. So they'll say hold for release. They'll give you the clearance and they'll say hold for release. And so that is required to be read back to them. So that you understand that you are not to take off until you've uh, received what's called a clearance void time. So this is a scenario where the weather is bad. It is IFR, IMC, right when you take off. So you've got your clearance. They'll say hold for release. And then they will say, you know, advise when you're number one and ready for departure. So if you're already there, which at some of these, you know, smaller airports like what we're describing, read back the clearance. They're going to give you the clearance, read back the clearance, and at the very end be like, and we're number one ready for departure runway two seven, for example. It, it shortens it all up, puts it into one transmission, and they'll say, okay, you're you are released. Clearance void means you can take off. Clearance is void, meaning the clearance I just gave you that allows you to take off into controlled airspace is no longer legal. After this time, so let's say clearance void uh, at let's call it, you know, like one eight one five time now one eight zero zero. So they're saying, hey, right now, if it's, you know, like daylight savings time like it is right now, that's two o'clock. So it's right now two o'clock clearance is void if not off by two fifteen. And then that's kind of required to be read back to them in some way, shape or form so that you realize that if it's after two fifteen, I can't take off um, anymore legally. And then you call start the process over again. And that read back is what I always had trouble with. I remember in IFR flying. Yeah. It trips up a lot of people. It's just a flow. You, I mean, you just practice with it. Yeah. So I mean the craft, you know, they say the craft, you know, C R A F T. So C is where basically where you're cleared to. R is route, how you're going to get there. A is altitude. F is frequency. T is transponder code. Scott, do you remember this craft stuff and having to read back the clearance when you got it? No. I don't think you should do that. I think you should avoid that. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's something you should avoid. Yeah. Um, I, I have for a decade, almost decades now. No, not that long. Um, <laughs> almost. No, I haven't filed an IRFR flight plan and probably, God, it's, it's, I bet it's been a decade for me. It's probably, been, no, actually, it's been over a decade for me. It's been probably yeah. 11 or 12 years since I've filed an IRFR flight so, plan. So, anyway, let's pretend hypothetically um, you're at Burke Lakefront Airport. Now, what's the procedure? Well, you shouldn't be there in the first place because it's underneath Class Bravo airspace. So, we're first... doing IFR, so circles don't matter. Yeah, circles don't matter, Scott. Well, okay, but still, okay. For, for regular <laughs> people, don't go inside the circles. Everybody knows that. So, you're taking off. So, what they're describing is a towered controlled airport. So, you're on the ground and you're basically in controlled airspace. It is controlled airspace right to the ground so in that case you're going to call you know uh burke lakefront clearance if they have one you know most towered airports have what a clearance frequency that is designed specifically they're not really going to manage traffic with this frequency but it is designed specifically for you to not clog up an air traffic control frequency picking up an ifr clearance that you might not even utilize for a half hour or more so um it'd be you know lakefront clearance uh Cessna so-and-so looking to pick up or open or copy the IFR clearance, you you know, pick whatever adjective or verb, adverb, verb, open, pick up. Not my strong suit. I think a verb. Yeah. Looking to look, I, I just say looking to pick up the IFR clearance to, uh, in this case, let's say West Palm. Uh, to PBI. So you'd say PBI so they know exactly. You want to use the phonetics they know exactly what airport you're talking about. Because like if you say Indianapolis, uh, I mean, of course, you're filed. So they, they see the strip in front of them where you're going. So you can kind of be a little bit uh, shorthand with it and say, oh, we're going to Indianapolis. Well, they only have one strip and it says K-I-N-D on it, which is the big airport. They know what you mean. But for example, sometimes like in, in you know where I work, the customer can change where they want to go. They wanted to go to the big airport Indianapolis, but oh, now they want to go to you know uh, Indianapolis Executive, which is a different airport. So you would have to be specific. So in that case, you would use the phonetics of that airport, that identifier, or you would say you know Indianapolis Executive, which is how they will probably read it back to you anyways. So Lakefront Tower. Uh, Skyhawk so-and-so looking to pick up the IFR to um, uh, West Palm uh, or PBI to be you know specific like I was trying to get at. Um, if you have one flight plan in the system, which you would know ahead of time because you filed them yourself, I guess I would just say West Palm and they'll get it. Um, and they will say, okay, Cessna so-and-so lakefront uh, clearance. You're cleared to the Papa Bravo India Airport. Uh, as filed, climb maintain 2,000. Again, expect 6,000. One zero minutes after departure. Departure T is 125.35. Squawk. Again, it'll be a Cle- Cleveland always assigns, you know, five something. So five, three, one, seven or something. Yeah. So it's all who you are talking. Not not so much the process is similar, but is who it's knowing where you are, who you need to call to get the clearance. And I've made that mistake when I was learning. I've made that mistake too. I've taken off out of controlled airspace, uh, like a class Delta airport with a tower, and I didn't pick up my clearance with them. I was like, ah, I'm gonna make it easy. I'm I want to get out of here and I'm just gonna take off and pick it up in the air. Well, it doesn't work like that. Because the controlling agency that can issue your clearance is like where you are. So if like if I'm at a controlled field and I take off and don't get it, and I go talk to, in this case, like the la- the only time I ever did it because I learned my lesson because it was a huge pain. I was taken off out of somewhere in Pittsburgh. I took off out of there, and I picked up or I tried to pick up my IFR clearance in the air with Pittsburgh approach, not the smaller satellite airport that I took off out of. And Pittsburgh's like, I don't have anything for you. I'm like, well, man, I know I filed it. I don't know what the deal is. Like, no, we don't have anything for you. And of course they were unwilling to really help me. Um, Cause I tried like, Hey, can I just do a, a pop-up IFR? And like, uh, no, 
because you filed one, you just didn't pick it up with the right facility. What's a pop up? Which was my error. What's a pop up? So, like, if you get basically caught with your pants down and like the weather's deteriorating, like, yeah, I need to get, I need to get this stuff, you know, going. I'm my airplane is legal. I'm instrument rated. We're good. That that would be where a pop up comes up. Um, I don't think I think it is frowned upon by your traffic control for you to just be like, eh, I didn't plan at all. So pop up by far. You know, I think they want to be like, oh, yeah, there's a, a snow squall coming and this dude is about to be IMC. You know, he was not going to be able to see other traffic. He's not going to be able to, you know, navigate by reference to the ground, things like that. So um, I think that's more what it's for is weather, like weather snuck up on you. Not so much. Of, I just I think of VH1 pop-up video whenever, <sighs> whenever that phrase comes up. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we've got eight minutes before Scott Boris is going to be in bed, so we need to wrap yep. this up, uh, whether we like time. this or not. <laughs> um, Apple Podcast app. Uh, we are going for reviews. Uh, we appreciate a five star review. Um, we extra appreciate a five star written review, and we have another five star written review. This one is in the U.S. from uh, Bach, Bach, not, not Brock. Brock. Yes. Um, five-star reviews is awesome podcast, exclamation point. Apparently, just five stars isn't enough. Yes, that is true. We want written. Uh, but really love listening to your show. Always interesting, hilarious, and great information. I've just started flying, and your podcast helps me process a lot of what I'm learning. And that's uh, what we're here for. That's all right. I want to do. Well, that's what Lee's here for. <laughs> I'm here to try to save you a little bit of money and uh, complain a little bit. Yeah, complain a little bit. How much you hate flying? Maybe entertain. Maybe some slight entertainment. But Lee's here to teach you how to fly. Well, I, I mean, we all bring a, a facet of the aviation spectrum that I think is is very well rounded for the listener. I'd like to think so. Um, yeah, hopefully. But we we appreciate this uh, review and, and comment here. Uh, Bach, yes. not Brock. Very much so. Um, if you have any specific things you want to, to, to talk about or questions as you journey down this path of learning to fly, email us. We're, we're here for you, man. Would you guys agree that learning to fly... Is probably the coolest aspect of flying. Or is that yeah. not? No. No? No. What do you think? Um, walking through a big ass airport's terminal as a captain with four stripes on your shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody I, wants to do I that. Don't I don't care about that. You I, don't I think that you would. People, you don't think a lot that of you people would. do. You don't think that you would. You don't you don't even know. You don't even know. It is totally different because every, it, there, it's like walking around a military base with like brass. You know what I mean? It is different. You are looked at yes. different everything. Seriously. It's we weird. Suitcase mentalness. I, am. I don't know how I'm going to edit this because we had a good with a good thing going. And now it's like a bunch of stuff I got to edit, um, which is as per usual. Yes. I, I lost my train of thought again. You guys are. Um, I thought I did really good because we were talking about that gentleman's fine. You know, lo- yes. Great review. Uh, Bach, not Brock from the United States. Uh, we do appreciate it. And yeah, so learning to fly, one of my favorites, um, not Lee's favorite part, apparently. And I'm we're just curious. learning. We're just learning. I mean, we don't know how to do this. I'm curious. If there's instructors out there that get frustrated that they're listening to us, yeah, oh, there's got to be. We should probably give out. You know what? We should probably give out our PayPal accounts in case somebody wants to send us money. (laughs) Scott, I don't even have a PayPal account. I don't have a PayPal account either. Oh my God! Scott's PayPal account is not attached to the email address that we publicly give out. So no, we're not. We're not going to roll with that. Wait, but. Broader point uh, here, you guys don't have a PayPal account? Podcast 
at the moment is fully funded um, by Robert Berger. Yes. Yeah. Email is F-A-R-A-I-M at Robert Berger. I have not com. put any money into this yet. So it must <laughs> all come <laughs> from Robert Berger. B-E-R-G-E-R, the German way, not the sandwich way, spelling wise. Uh, Mr. Griffin is F A R A I M at Lee Griffin.com, G R I F F I N G. And Scott is F A R A I M at ScottBoris.com, B O R E S. As always, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five star written reviews so we can have something entertaining to read next episode. And send us some emails. If you have mm-hmm. questions or Lee's, whatever, we're here for Lee's you. Please itching. Please itching. Send him like a controversial question. Yeah. Like something that'll get him going. And we'll probably, he'll probably make us do like a three part episode just to go on a rant. About we, it. I, I mean, we can, we can I don't do know this. What, I don't know what this, this is, but I know that at some point, it hasn't happened yet, somebody's going to email a question to Lee or any of the three of us because if, you email a question, like we're going to obviously show the others. Um, something's going to set Lee off. I'm just waiting for it. Well, I mean, so let's preface this though, too, though. Don't give me something about weight shift control or airships. I don't have those ratings. I am all airplane. I have airplane single engine land, airplane multi engine land, airplane single engine C. I have ATP. I have an ATP and a CFI and a CFII. That's all I have. I can wait. I, I mean, I know a lot of stuff. But don't give me airship stuff or hot air balloon. Keep it airplane and relatively in the same universe. I can't tell you what the heat shield on the space shuttle is made out of. I don't know. Ask. Ceramic tiles, I believe. Well, they are ceramic tile, but I don't know that much about it. I know ceramic tile. Don't try and alpha me again, Scott. I'm trying to. I know everything. I can't think of an example on the fly, but there's going to be something just because Scott and I ask you questions sometimes and it just like spurs this fire inside you that lasts for days in the uh, group text we have. Uh, yes. So yes. I'm just waiting for a listener to do it just because I'm used to it. Scott and I doing it all the time and I just want somebody else to do it. And I just think it'd be funny. So yes, email. F-A-R-A-I-M at LeeGriffing.com. Uh, any questions you have, let's see if one can... Uh... we got 11 episodes now. We, it could The right question could set Lee off for an 11-episode series of to correct some vast misunderstanding that he thinks is the entire aviation community has. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. See ya. Lee, you need one more beer. No. Lee, just do it. It's not Elk. It's not Jack Daniels. It's no, beer. I got You're it right here. What beer. Am I not I'm not am I not sufficiently buzzed? I just there's a def, there's a discrepancy yeah. between Scott and I, which is weird, you know? Well, yeah. somebody's gotta be the voice of reason. That's well, gotta be me. Normally you're pretty drunk, Lee. Normally I'm pretty drunk. Yeah. I mean, you're always the voice of reason, but normally, like you're inebriated reason. Yeah. Well, I gotta. I mean, I am typically not always. What inebriated? Yeah, most of the time for the show, I'm pretty buzzed. Well, you didn't remember. You brought up five times how you have an IA. Uh, yeah. During whatever that episode was, if we do. 
if we do two episodes in a night, I don't typically remember most of the second one. <laughs> well, this is this might be the first one you remember then. Yeah, I'm not that drunk yeah, right now. We hear the IA yeah. stories. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzed, but I was drunk earlier. Like I came home from work and like I wasn't really gonna drink, and but Nicole was drinking. So I'm like, okay, well, in that case. So you got home and you walked in the house and your wife's drinking. Uh, oh, that's that's she rare. Had, she was three. She was three blue moons in. She was hammered. What was the special <laughs> occasion? I don't know. Her friend came over. So oh, okay, yeah. She, she was three blue moons and she was hammered. Oh yeah, she drank four and a half blue moons. She was out. She was wow hammered. Well, that's great. The beer pyramid. I'm. You got to send me that. I'm going to put it in the show notes for the last episode. Oh, you don't you don't have the picture anymore? Oh, it's probably in the it's probably in the text or yeah, something. Yeah, the pyramid. I'll build one tonight. I'll build one tonight. It's gonna be. No, it's only gonna be six beers. No, because it. How many? You've no idea no, how I'll hard that is to edit out. Okay, you can't do it quietly. Do it quietly. Impossible. Okay. I can do you it can't, quietly. You can't stack aluminum cans <laughs> next to your microphone. Watch me quietly. I bet it's I gonna can. be a. Leo, are you drinking water? It's yeah. just—it's gonna be a track what? of like. The fuck is that? It's a Nalgene bottle. Lee. Yeah, it's a Nalgene bottle, BPA-free, made in the USA. What are Lee. you, Kami? It's the same thing as what? fighter jet windshields are made out put, of. Put that down. <laughs> I put it down. Okay, come on. Okay, go. we gotta start this. Let's don't do yeah, that. Yeah, let's. Start. We what at least don't do that. This? Are we doing this one? Are we doing this one? We're going to do FAR yeah. 91.173 ATC clearance and flight plan required. Okay. That way Lee can, or Scott and I can inquisition you about how to file a flight plan. The far aim word of the day is inquisition. <laughs> inquisition. <laughs> you started it. I didn't know it was going to be a thing. I like it. I like the inquisition. Knowledge. Huh? Oh, yes. we noticed. We noticed. Caps lock is off. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm yelling it. I'm just like, I'm yelling it. I'm Dr. Badass. Don't forget it. You got to actually use real name. When, like, never know. Anyway. We go live. Yeah. Are we live? 39? This is 39er. 39er. Oh. Is it? Damn. We got 11, 11 more before we go live. Then we got eleven thousand downloads. Wow. Oh, we are famous. Um, three, two, one. So let's pretend that somebody took my advice. Let's and bought. They bought the one seventy two from a couple episodes ago that I, after a few beers, decided that every person should own a one seventy two. Uh, during that episode, and get a 150. Yeah, I hope they didn't take that advice. I hope they don't get a 150 either. <laughs> get a so get a tri pacer. Uh, That's what I want next. The best so, airplane ever is a Chevy Tahoe. Scott, you Chevy should go Tahoe. back. Scott, you should go back and listen to the the episode because I probably don't remember it. <laughs> like. The audience does, and they're like listening. Like Scott's like acting like he's giving new advice. <laughs> Scott oh. thinks he's giving new advice. Oh, I already gave this advice. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. Just was it episode? I don't even know what episode. I I can't keep track of the numbers. I I listen to a bunch of podcasts, not aviation ones, um, but podcasts, and I'm amazed at how the host can remember what episode is numbered for like throwbacks. I can't remember. Anyway, like they're dropping numbers. Yeah. Like they can remember like so, some topic, like some guest will bring up something and that's probably like, Oh yeah. Got it written out on a piece of paper in front of them. Possibly. Anyway, so they bought the ones. So let's assume we bought the 172 that I was a big fan of a couple episodes ago for some reason. Not that I'm knocking it now. It's just, I, Re-listened to it and I was really into the 172 uh, that night. Um, I don't know if I do that. Yeah, by an archer. I like looking at the view, Lee, not my wing. All right. Anyway, 
We're there to get there, not look at the view. No, 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 no. Anyway, so we're going to go do an IFR flight. Okay, let's pre- we got our instrument rating. It's for the view. Yeah. Let's go fly in the clouds I feel like, for the view. I feel like a 172 is a little bit more reasonably pl- priced than an Archer, though. This is, is, yeah. This is I, something that should have come up on the... We did not cover a lot of ground, you know. I, I don't yeah. think yeah, I don't think I mean you're gonna you're gonna pay quite a bit more for an archer than you are. We're gonna time. we're gonna re-redo top of the year. I'm not gonna yeah. do the same thing in the same season. Like twenty twenty one season. We'll, okay. we'll do that one real quick. I agree uh, that we'll re- just let, let me say this. They they perform comparably. It's just it's Ford or Chevy. That that's the thing. That's, you used you used um, Silverado and Silverado. on the last Silverado. on the last episode we talked about this. Yeah, I don't. You're seeing the YouTube yeah. video, the Silverado YouTube yeah. video series. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> anyway, I, I think the the low wing is better for for like crosswind and stuff because you have better uh, ground effect control with a low wing. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's my true. Only, that's my only thought on it. I have dealt with some crazy crosswinds. Yeah. In in the low wing, in the low they're, wing stuff. From what I've been told anyway, and the limited experience that I have, a, a low wing is a little better for crosswind than a than a high wing. But high I, wing I, yeah. High wing gives you better view. Yeah, I mean and I and I get that. And I, I mean I I don't I mean I don't really like flying so I don't really care about the view so right. I I hate airplanes all around I hate them so much that I take them apart and sell the parts for a living well for <laughs> not a living for for a side job anyway right 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 um I thought you were gonna oh some can you edit CEO. that in if I if I decide now to thank them can you edit that back in I'm not editing any of this if you wanna if you wanna throw that in there I would like to thank uh, no. Some very important people that not that they have any control over the internet or anything. It's not that they have control over how many people listen to us or if people listen to us or not listen to us. It has nothing to do with that. Just some very special people that I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and uh the Apple guy. God, I can't remember. Tim his Cook. Name. Tim Cook. Yes. Tim Cook. Bill Gates. Whoever took over for Bill Gates. He's not in charge anymore. <laughs> you know. But still some, thanks, Bill Gates. Some, yeah, thank you, Bill Gates. You're some pioneering very, some things that are very, some very special people that may or may not have anything to do with how many people listen to our podcast or not. The main guy, you forgot his name already, so I don't know if that's a good start. Well, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Cook. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) Well, actually, the main guy, I think, last week and the week before, President Xi. So, thank you. That that would open up a whole country that we're not not currently allowed in. Yes, yes. Well, I'm doing my best to market this to everybody who can listen, but... You know, it's controlled by some great individuals. uh, (laughs) That wrap up your your special thank you? I think so. I'll probably think of some new names for next week, but for now, that's that's what I'd like to thank. All right. I'm glad that's over with. You guys are great. Um, You guys are great.